0: And, I, and, and, I always and,
1: loved it, leg day. I'm sure you did. We'll, we'll do some hundreds, see how you feel about that. All
0: right. I'm not sure Mike understands that. Because you haven't put him on a real leg day yet that he's finished.
1: Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Hey everyone, welcome to Muscle Matters. So glad to be back. It's a privilege to always get to do this show with uh, Tom and Steve. And uh, yeah, we're just going to kick it off. We're just going to have a conversation about some random things. Steve, random? Yeah, random muscle
1: Muscles matters. Muscles matter, They do, right? I they mean, do especially, matter. Especially the main one, legs.
0: Yeah, we're talking about leg day today. I get I get scared just talking about leg day. But but oh. Not my leg day like today, but 40 years ago. So
2: oh. before we get going,
0: Steve... Tell
2: them where they can get your, your awesome supplements.
1: Stop by and check me out. We're located at 7420 District Boulevard, right across the street from Nestle Ice Cream. Look forward to a special discount if you come in Hoochie Daddy shorts for the rest of the week. Hoochie Daddy uh, shorts? So yes. Does that apply to me, too? Yeah, If you wear Hoochie Daddy shorts, I'll give you a discount. <laughs> okay. I think
2: I do somehow yes. get a special
1: discount yeah, anyway. I don't know how. <laughs> What's a Hoochie Daddy You might short? know somebody that might know somebody. I, I might know somebody. What's Hoochie Daddy? Five inches. Yes, quads have to be on display. Uh, I don't think I can do since that. It's a, since it's a leg day episode, I, I,
2: don't, I don't have I don't have the, the the legs for that. You know,
0: who said you never know? You pull them up. You never know. <laughs>
2: <laughs> All right, I'll pull them up right now. Uh.
0: I love it, Steve. What's new in the industry for supplements? What's new? <clears throat> Not much is new. They're
1: just reinventing things. Oh wow! Um, Mushrooms—they've been around since
2: yeah. So they're using psychedelics for workouts. Well, not so much psychedelics, because right? that's the first thing I, when they were <laughs> right? when yeah, they were mushrooms, talking mushrooms. Right. I was like, "Hey, cool! Whoa. I did that in high school."
1: <laughs> <laughs> right? I don't want to work out with those. <laughs> no, that that doesn't sound like yes, a good idea. They're they're just d- it's different herbs that do different things. You've got uh, a couple different mushrooms that help with cognitive thinking, uh, blood flow. They're what they're doing is because uh, the government is doing a lot of banding on so many uh, synthetic type of herbs and products, not herbs but synthetic products. Banding or banding? Uh, band- Banning, banning. Okay. my bad. Forgive no, no. me. Got a thick, heavy accent. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Y'all, forgive me. <laughs> but what it is, is just there's so many things. So the, the industry is having to reinvent the wheel without reinventing the wheel. So everything like um, ephedrine became 1,3 dimethyl, became d- DMMA. <laughs> so they, and they're just all cousins of. So they just, and if you're, and what ends up happening is the, Breaking Bad. Okay. Okay. Breaking Bad. Everybody's watched Breaking Bad. You know, you've got the, he, he created this blue that everybody loved. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, then the blue gets banned. Mm. So what happens in the industry is you, everybody creates a blue. There's a great pre-workout that everybody loves and then it's banned and everybody's like, oh man, that's really horrible. Yeah. So now you've got somebody who's really smart who instead of a Y, instead of a Y makes it an X, instead of a X makes it a B, but they're all related because they run on the same tree. Okay. So it's never. There's nothing really ever new under the sun. Never. Yeah. It's just. <laughs> That's simply, what Tom always says. It's just simply being reinvented and relabeled. Um, like the big talk right now is uh, peptides. Peptides are just things that your body naturally occurs and, and they, they de- work. And they're thank de- you, Steve. And they're derivatives yeah. of HGH. Uh huh. So. You can't have HGH, but you can have a peptide because it's naturally occurring. <laughs> it's the same thing. Bingo. Wow! <laughs> so it's not that there's a new wheel. I've just figured how to make it roll.
2: Oh, right. Yeah.
0: Well, well, I, I, yeah. remember,
2: I remember back when I was like in my early 20s, which um, you guys were, You, I think Tom was in his early 50s back then. Yeah, I uh, already. <laughs> 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 but <laughs> uh, we, we, it was Hydroxycut. It was like a yes. big thing. Everyone took Hydroxycut. Yes. Hydroxy. It was basically meth,
1: right? Yeah. But <laughs> the funny thing is there was actually a, a pre-workout. It was called Craze. It was when I first opened one of my first stores. Golly. 11 years ago. I've been doing this for a while now.
0: Yeah, yeah. So,
1: yeah man. So... Open up another store um, under a different name, and it was this pre-workout called Craze. Uh-huh. People would not touch anything but Craze. Uh-huh. I mean, I could be out and hey, this one's just as good. No, I don't. I, it's got to be Craze. It's got to be Craze. It's got to be Craze. Turns out Breaking Bad is the guy who made Craze. Really? He went to jail for being a uh, chemist who created meth.
0: Yeah, I, I'm telling you, yeah. my, my, the two guys that did my drugs were Dan Duchesne and <laughs> Jeff Feliciano. Both went to jail, but they were, I mean, Dan Shane still holds, he's dead now, but he still holds the steroid guru. Yes. That was, and Jeff Lee He was the original. Oh, he was. I mean, ESPN, they have a book. you know a how book. much his book is worth? Uh-uh.
1: Oh, uh, go down a rabbit hole one day and see how much his original No, I No, I, I, I
0: think, well... You I'll, probably well, have it at your house. I'll bet yeah. my wife threw it away. <laughs> yes. just, oh, I, mean, I, I mean, uh, Dan, You didn't
2: think she did. She probably sold it on eBay, Tom. Yeah, because it's <laughs> worth
0: money on eBay. <laughs> uh, well, well Dan, Dan Dan, and Jeff did my drugs. Yes. And, um they uh dan did an article on me with hundreds that was dan Duchesne mm-hmm. that did the article in flex magazine because once they got out of jail they became uh, writers for f- uh, flex and muscle and fitness but, and but I,
2: I remember that hydroxy cut right v- vince my roommate at the time you, i don't think you know him tom knows him well um he he was at the point where he was addicted to hydroxy cut and he was like i gotta have my Hydroxycut." cut and i was like because t- it was meth yeah I, t- <laughs> I took it and i poured it down the toilet and
1: Threw it away. Did he try to fight you? Oh, he, yeah.
2: Because
1: you poured his meth away. He was, he
2: was livid, dude, and yeah. he still remembers
1: that. Well, well, it, it, what ended up happening is um, Dan Duchesne. You've got people like Dan. So, like, the guy crazy. it was one molecule. I'll wrap this story real quick, come back to yours. It was one molecule away from actually being meth, and it, so it got banned. Yeah, yeah. So that's what happened to him. It. it was legitimately. Excuse <laughs> me, why they do that. Yeah, right. it, was, it got banned right away. But Dan was the one who opened the door for people that were, um, Biochemist, yes, he was. to look into the sports sports nutrition mm-hmm. because back in the day we had weeder, we had uh, uh, liver pills, and, and nothing tasted good. It was you, you mixing a protein shake. You needed a blender, uh, a fork, and a it straw. Yes, yes, and you you drink it just as quickly as you drank it. It went out. Um. And then what all he opened the door.
0: The ESPN wrote a book called "Steroid Nation" and gave Dan credit for starting the steroid craze mm. in America. They, they did. Yeah, That's he opened guy. the door. Yeah, he, yeah, yeah. He, That's uh, my he, guy.
1: <laughs> I remember his, he, he I, I, wasn't he the first pre-workout? He was. First
0: pre-workout for sale. Well,
1: they <laughs> called him the steroids. It was steroids. Yes.
0: He wrote the Underground Steroid Handbook. And that was, that's probably the original that's worth yeah, money. And that's the one that's worth money. It's yeah, worth a yeah. ton of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was the Ulti, Ultimate orange. Oh, we, Ultimate orange was ultimate. But man, did it have every steroid available to y- try? Yes. It? That's why I was,
1: I was a 19 year old kid drinking that, talking about, oh, I can lift the world. Not realizing I had D Ball and draw. Oh, <laughs> man. In
0: one tea. You were you were, you were, you, 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 were ta- you, you were taking the best cycle available. Yes. You you factor
1: in there was a pure ephedrine and caffeine to go with it.
0: Yes, I, I, okay, I'll tell a story on me. I met with Jeff Feliciano. I took my brother. We met with Jeff. I was working at a gym called uh, Flexit uh, with uh, my friend Roy Latimer, and um, met with uh, Jeff before the workout. And he came in and he looked so buzzed. He goes, "Yeah, I was making my own crank, and I just I've been up for three days. <laughs> I, I can't I can't come down." And my brother's like. Him, this is the guy you trusted for your drugs. I go, it is. <laughs> <laughs> He's messing up. He's not going to do it to me. <laughs> yeah, like, right? Ultimate Orange literally had a
1: label on the back that says, "You will fail a drug test."
2: Well, I, t- I told you about that. I took Ultimate Orange like every single day before football practice, oh. and twice on game days. <laughs> oh yeah, you were
1: you were a stud. <laughs> <laughs> I was.
0: So, so Steve, this is funny, and I know we got we're eight minutes into our show, but I just found out a new blood doping drug. Um, uh, There's a girl that uh, it was a number one tennis player in the world. She got popped for um, Roxa, R-O-X-A-D-U-S-T-A-T. And it says anti-drug, WADA is um, saying that it increases the endogenous production of, a word I can't pronounce, and stimulates the production of hemoglobin and red blood cells in the bone marrow. That's blood doping. Yes. I, I mean, it's, it's interesting how, you know, um, uh, it, it. like you said. There's just, nothing new under the there's sun? There's nothing new under <laughs> the sun. They're trying
1: to figure out how to reinvent it. Like, your body only has so many hormones. You only have so many chrom- right. chromosomes. It's only going to be able to do so much. And they find something that works so great, and now they have to figure a way to g- do that again? but not get caught just to make it look different i, I got i can't get caught when i do it so i get i gotta, <laughs> it's I gotta, not blue it's green now bingo <laughs> bingo but hot stuff you remember hot stuff i remember hot stuff hot stuff was chocolate milk with steroids <laughs> <laughs> it was the only it, legit, it was the only protein powder that you could gain 15 pounds off a jug of protein powder hmm it was made in Mexico. Wow. So when he got caught, he didn't get into trouble.
0: <laughs> they poured it in the Diana ball, ground it up. Yes. It was some Nestle's ch- No, not Nestle. Yeah, I don't Nestle, no, but
1: it was powdered milk with drugs. And we would sell, I, I used to be the manager at GNC when I was young. We couldn't keep it on the shelf. Wait, when were you the manager at GNC? Oh, Ooh, what was yours? that? 91, 92, 93, right in there somewhere.
2: Okay, so that was before my time. Yes, yes,
1: yes. Yeah,
0: he was, he was selling the bougie... Um, um, supplements oh, Yeah, mine man. Mine was like Started about so, Probably in 97 Right when
1: When I started Working at GNC Is right when The Wild Wild West Started Okay Where There was This drug That They were just Putting drugs And products And just Dropping them
2: yeah. Oh, I used to spend a fortune at uh,
1: GNC. Yeah, be- GNC used to be cutting edge. Yeah, that's and how they now, made their- now nobody even shops yeah. there. Are yeah.
2: they even a business anymore? They're, they're, they're
0: like the vo- vitamin shop A. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah.
2: They're not. They don't have that good of a reputation. <laughs> was, uh,
1: I, we uh, what was that? The herbal finfin. We had herbal finfin. We'd sell like 500 bottles of herbal finfin, which basically was meth. Yeah. But herbs. Right. It was meth. <laughs> like, oh, I lost 50 pounds. Oh, you're a yeah, meth of addict. Of course I, you I, did. My teeth <laughs> fell out as well. <laughs>
0: Uh, oh, that's so cool. So, so,
2: so you wanted to talk about the real heavy duty effect?
0: We want to talk uh, about legs today. Yeah, right? Yeah.
1: Well, now that, he's that, still that was the subjects, legs. right? I, I, I love that. You know, I'm gonna, we'll, we'll, we'll i save that. We'll save that through the conversation of legs. Okay. okay. Um, going to save that for a certain specific, certain very specific spot. point? Yes. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yes. you so right. has got it all
0: planned out. Yeah. Well, there again, you know, as as there again, guys, you know, I, I can't believe it's been. Gosh, I'm 65, so I retired from bodybuilding at two, 27. So that's, I mean, it's so funny. I've had such, I've had two lifetimes since that. Yeah, that was 40 years ago. Almost. Yeah, yeah, it's just crazy. And um, so it's hard to think about. <laughs> that's
2: like longer than I've been alive almost.
0: <laughs> Thank you for reminding <laughs> me of that. Yeah, You're welcome. But, but some people say it's just a number, but it's not. I mean, it's <laughs> definitely longer
2: than all these guys been
0: alive. <laughs> but yeah, so, so it is. I mean, but the things have ne- like you said, Steve, never changed. You know, I, and, I, and I love on your TikTok, which we're gonna save, that it says you got to put the work in. And I don't think anything's more important than legs when you got to put the work in. And I don't know anybody that starts out loving legs. No. You know, you 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 learn, you learn to you you lo, you love to hate legs. I and, 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 I always and, loved and, leg day. I'm sure you did.
1: We'll, we'll do some hundreds. See how you feel about that.
0: All right. I'm not sure Mike understands that because you haven't put him on a real leg day yet that he's finished. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I told you when you got your first workout. He goes, Tom. He goes, I'm really sore. And I go, Yeah. He goes, How come you didn't give me workouts just like this? And I go, Because I'm still your friend. He goes, Steve's not worried about me keeping you as a friend. No, I, I, you asked me. To, you asked me to build it.
1: I'm. I, yeah. Let's go to work. <laughs> and, and when he said, he said, Yeah, that that well, he
2: that's a beginner workout, and not really give you a workout yet. <laughs> I was like, oh, Okay, no, pretty much. Hang my head in shame. Pretty much. <laughs>
0: Yeah, uh. I, I mean, there again, leg day would scare me, Steve. I, 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 I would, I would legitimately think about it the night before. Like tomorrow, I could truly hurt myself.
1: Hmm. I learned absolutely i loved it oh i it, love it, it it hurts my feelings that i can't go like that anymore oh. like it, it's like a deep pain it, it, you,
0: you know what it is i, I my, my grandpa used to um train some quarter horse race horses and he said the saddest thing was to put a older horse out in the out in the inner field where they would run the other horses around because they would always race with the other horses but it was just sad because they still felt they could run you know, they felt like they could still run with the horses and you, and you li- think back and you think, man, I know I can't do that. I used to
1: love to grind people up. Oh, man. That was, you wanted, you want to do legs with me? Oh, you don't plan on living, huh? <laughs> All
0: right, cool.
1: <laughs> I, 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 I used to love to watch people fall on the floor and laugh and then move up. So have you ever watched pumping iron where Arnold like kicks Franco out of the way so he can go uh, squat? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much, I like move, move, move. All right,
2: now I got to put it on my movies to
1: watch. <laughs> yes, that. <laughs> That's how I enjoy. I, I mean, th- it's a sickness, really. Is you
0: get to a point where you get a little
1: tilted. Oh, because the, there's nothing that feels. There's bench pressing. There's deadlifting. But there's nothing like feeling that bar just cave across your body.
0: And and, and then the the even the 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 force of coming up from the bottom
1: you know watching and it, people's jaws drop when you just look and smile i go oh i'm gonna do this about another 15 well, times
0: or, or, or after you get to four plates you're putting on the end and you rack on the five fifth plate you know i mean it's territory it's, it's like going where no men have gone before that's the scary part and the part that can really get hurt I remember when I, the, one of the first real gyms I went into, there was a separate room for, you know, it's just funny when you, you, know, you get to 315 and you put on the bar and you think you're doing well, but there's another room that you can't go into because they're really squatting in there. <laughs> <laughs> and most of the bars are bent inside that room. And,
1: and that's where, I, like, when I, I watch a lot of things, there are certain people that I just, like, I know how amazingly strong I was blessed to be. Um, and then I see certain people, like Ray Ray. Have you seen that that gentleman, Ray Ray? <laughs> oh, he's a thousand pound squatter, and oh, he does wow. it. He just does it religiously. And I know what eight hundred feels like, naked on your back, and I know that feeling. And I'm like, That's walking an-. back is just kind of a great feeling, isn't it? it but I, I, my brain's going. He walks back. He walks back with a thousand routinely.
0: Isn't that crazy?
1: Like, doesn't it actually well, hurt your? No, you, you, build, you, you build yeah. We
0: yeah. find <laughs> you get there, you got amazing yeah, traps
1: that have a groove I, I, right there. Because
2: that's not <laughs> the only thing you're working on. I, I remember yeah. bench
1: pressing. I, I, <laughs> I could hold 600 with no wrist yeah. wraps. And then when I took about four years off and I put three in my hand, my forearms hurt. And I was like,
0: what is that about? I, rem- I remember when Ronnie Coleman uh, squatted eight, you know, legitimately as a bodybuilder. I mean, there yes. again, the, the one thing that I always had a problem with, because I came from Bakersfield. When I walked into Gold's Gym in Venice when I was 18 years old, I'd already been in Bakersfield. And being from Bakersfield, you have to lift weights. Because when you went to the Y, there was only one gym in town. So everybody was there. I mean, bodybuilding was a side effect from powerlifting. People were like, what, what are you gonna do with those funny muscles that no one's, <laughs> that have no use? Well, I'll flex them. You know, Of course, that wasn't thought of back then. But I always, I always had a hard time going down and you know and when when you transition and make a decision to go into bodybuilding from powerlifting, everybody always give you a hard time because you know they always say you're all show no go. And I was like, no, I am. Like, L- how much weight do you want to put on? Let's rack the bar. I remember my friend Roy Lightlemauer and I went down there, and the Barbarian Brothers, Peter and David, were still alive. And I think David, I think Peter's still alive. Those two dudes put on a spectacle. They would, they would. <laughs> but but we would always beef. Because we were we we were over there and they were uh dead in four oh five and Roy and I bumped in and we said, Hey, can we work in with you too? And they go, Yeah, but you can't take the weight off. I go, We're doing bent Over rows. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and we did. Yeah. We we came in and we repped out ten and they walked off. You could <laughs> you could check with my friend Roy Latimar. That is and and, <sighs> and that was more Roy's beef with them than me. And I was politically still okay but Roy you know you were that's up. the great thing
1: that people don't light up people don't understand this sickness oh, They Oh, like, like it's a it's a one up world I, I would have to look for people to f- figure a way to motivate myself and heaven forbid I mean that average person could come squat next to me and I took it personal <laughs> I, I legitimately would take it in per- why are you squatting while well, I'm squatting right now there should be nobody in this area
0: or you walk in the gym and somebody's over there just yes two and a quarter
1: i have gone and s- <laughs> sat on a chair behind somebody because you're in my rack <laughs> and it's 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 horrible i'm i'm a different person but back then mm-hmm. i remember i got a, i got kicked out the gym because the guy at the front desk said, i'm not going to allow you to work out and i said <laughs> good luck with that and i went to work out <laughs> <laughs> but but there again so my your question was the um, real
2: heavy duty principle
1: yeah uh, the real heavy duty principle I've gotten in a couple, this debates about it. It'd be yeah. real heavy duty principle for you that aren't there. Heavy duty principle is Mike Mincer's mm-hmm. and Ray and Ray's philosophy. Uh, rest in
0: peace, rest in peace, guys, because you 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 proved a system, but not everybody can do it.
1: Philosophy on list- lifting, yes. yes. But I'm gonna say a quick little tidbit on it. Because I love the heavy-duty philosophy. I do too. But the problem is, Mike and Ray, and I'll let you, these well, are your I, 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 I
0: hate to talk bad about the deceased. You well, know? I, I won't let you, I'll, I'll let you keep it I don't, I talking about. I never talk bad about them, but I don't agree with them. We had many a discussions at the gym. Most people
1: view heavy-duty as that little 45-minute window. Yeah. They don't go and check that there's a whole nother hour in front of that 45-minute mm-hmm. window of actually body building yes like you yes. The, you get to do your heavy lift at the end and they would only count that portion at the end and i'm going to shut my mouth and l- l- relay this to you well, on how th- what they were actually doing
0: well as, as, as we all know that you just can't go into that heavy training method without a lot of warm-up a lot of pre-exercises before you get there because you're going to get hurt i mean usually that's when we get hurt isn't it steve i I remember the time i hurt my knee the first time it's because i walked in there and i i was late so the guys were already up there and i said hey don't worry i'll work in and we were at we were at 405 and i felt my knee twinge Mm -hmm. without hitting the two and a quarter Mm -hmm. starting out with a 145 Mm -hmm. two and a quarter but bouncing up to 315, just going through the motion getting the clean reps, getting the blood flowing. And so that's the thing that people wouldn't see the minsters doing before they rent into the screaming and yelling in the gym, dropping the heavy weight on, doing the negatives, doing the, you know, the lift up and the negatives down. And, you know, which is something that. It, it's bodybuilding. To yes,
1: you have to force reps. Yep. You have but to you do force reps in order to grow, them.
0: you have to do them.
1: You have to lift when, when your body, when it comes to bodybuilding, you have to lift. When your body said, no, we can't. Yes.
0: Well, it's those reps, Steve, and I think we've always talked about it, that really count. Yes. You know, sometimes it's that, you know, if you're doing three sets of 10, it's the 27th rep of the third set that really brings you into the growth zone. Those first two sets are getting you there, right? And and then when you can't push it up and somebody's helping you, that's what happens. But you can't do that all the time. And not to mention, you have to be
1: able to sell it. Yes. So I, I believe that the heavy duty was just a way
0: for them to sell it. you, you know there was there was a beef back then, and in, in this, I, you know, I I'll ride the middle because um you had you had Frank Zane's physique coming on the scene, and you know everybody knows the eighty Olympia was one that they don't even like to talk about. You know, it's just like you know what what do we think? I don't know. I had a lot of friends. I never I didn't go to Australia. Had a lot of people come back very upset. You know, and Mike was one of them because Arnold entered the show late on and, you know, and he wasn't in his best condition. Just watch the show. Arnold was not in his best condition. A lot of people said he shouldn't have won. Hey, I wasn't there. I don't make money on this sport anymore. And uh, you can choose for yourself. And I do believe Mike was in better shape, but I thought Tom Platt's looked incredible also. So, so I'm not sure if you wouldn't have had Arnold if somebody else would have won. But you know, you, you hear you hear the the fights coming back in because Frank had a very nice aesthetic physique, you know, looked great, but his arms were 16 and a half inches, you know. So you know, so so we all know bodybuilding is a uh, is is an industry. Yes. You know, you're trying to find out the trend that people are going, I still think they're trying to figure it out right now after the, after the mass monsters are trying to figure out which way to go. Aesthetics, they say, are in, but I don't know how you can rein back in a sport like this. I mean, I, I, good luck. I mean, I'm not involved anymore. Any more. I don't make money for the sport anymore. I don't even want to. I can talk about the early days. So that's what I'm saying. You've got a battle now of, uh, of, of Frank Zane having a very aesthetic, pleasing physique, and he doesn't lift heavy. I mean, he'll lift heavy within his frame, or lift heavy to develop muscle. He did a lot when he won Mister America. He is the only bodybuilder in America that beat Arnold. So I mean, we'll put it that so, way. So, so
2: what was the deal with Arnold? Why would he have won that? And
0: political money, so? money because he's the uh, undefeated. I mean, he's Mister Olympia.
1: Not to mention, he just made that movie.
0: Yep. Yeah, you got. You need a public iron. Or?
1: No, he was already. Uh, was stay was hungry. The, wasn't was was, it? Stay was 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 hungry. Stay hungry. I, I thought he was. Our, I thought he was already in. To the Conan yeah, Terminator run, Yeah. yeah.
2: So, so, so he was just famous. So yeah,
0: yeah. He was getting no, ready no to one, be. No one, no one really knew him until Pumping Iron. He was getting ready to be the most famous bodybuilder on the planet. Yep, yeah, because he's now he's into movies. So, so there's a money side of this business. I mean, I think we've all been placed lower than we figured we should be on a scorecard. You know, everyone has got their own beast.
1: But, but, but at the end of the day, it's it's figurative. It's just so, completely. So, so,
0: so the whole idea, Mike, is that you got the mincers going from this heavy-duty workout, and they're always wearing the heavy-duty shirts, uh-huh. but they're portraying a workout that no, most people could do. Like Steve said, the theory you have gotta do, everybody's gonna do the theory, you're gonna lift heavier, which is heavy-duty. Right. But you're not going to do it the way they perform it all the time. If you want to argue with me, guys, I was there. I lived this era. And that's why That's why. That's
1: why. I did, you were in the gym when they were working out. Yes. So yes, you yes. can't argue with somebody who was like, hey, look, there they go right there. I'm watching them do their sets.
0: Yes. Yes. So, So you can't live there without getting hurt. And I think that's the biggest fallacy that if you're out there and you're young. you know, If you're gonna read the magazines, you're gonna do that stuff, you're gonna, you know, it, it, all the magazines lie. Less, I mean guys, if you're out there and you're making your living in the magazines, good luck with that. But I'm just saying, I lived that life. I mean, I, mean, you know, I was a weeder guy. I mean, I signed my contract with Weeder when I was young and, uh, and, I, and I got out a weeder guy. And, you know, I just, that's just the way it is. But it's all about money it is all about dough. And so I've had articles that I'm even sure I gave the interview because it wasn't me talking. <laughs> People would go, "Oh man, you you, know, you did this." I go, "Never done that in my life." <laughs> Never ever done that in my life. So when we came out with 100s I've said this on the show before. Joe Weider said, "Tom, that's the Weider ultimate pump workout." And I go, "Whatever, Joe." I mean, really. I mean, if you want to take credit for it, take credit for it. But and that's what goes back to what we were saying. The will. Yeah.
1: It's nothing yeah, new. Nothing's new. Under the no, because Mike Minter actually got that from what was it, Arthur Doyle, Uh-huh. and Arthur Doyle got it from. I, I, I went down the rabbit hole. I can't remember who the. Uh, there's a guy even in front of him that he got it from.
0: Yeah, and you have all the greats.
2: That's just marketing. That's well, the marketing world,
1: right? I mean, yeah. that, like and I, I, what,
2: I very well know that, right? But and that's what the heavy do, do duty marketing? principle. You just take the same thing somebody else already had, and you just call it something uh, different. Uh, bingo, heavy, <laughs> do,
1: heavy duty, thi- the heavy duty lifting. Yeah.
0: Well, right. well, and and I think Steve, as, as we go down this, I mean, I still get credit for hundreds. They give me out there, and it was a new theory. And Rory, you know, you, you, know, you we did it together, and um, uh, everyone got mad at me because they broke the story on me. And Dan Duchesne did it, and and it was we we're just talking about it, and I, you know, we were talking about something. He goes, "You do anything different?" And I go, "We're doing, you know, hundreds and he goes, "Huh." And so the article was supposed to be about something else. And Dan goes, I'm writing about hundreds. And so you can pick it up. I mean, I'll, I'll drop the... the that was the, one of my favorite things to finish with. Yeah. And and, and so... It, but, but it's not the all work. I tell people, if you're not on great drugs and blood doping, you're not going to get the best out of hundreds. Yeah. I mean, you, you need an extra pint of blood in your body to really make this thing work. I mean, just... <laughs> I haven't done hundreds since I stopped competing.
1: And <laughs> 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 well, that's how I used to finish every I, single I workout.
0: I haven't done it since I gave up anabolic steroids.
1: Every single workout was finished <laughs> with hundreds. I like hundred reps.
0: Oh, I need to do that because I, if I can still move, then I'm not done. Yeah. In, in 1987, I I I um forego, uh for forwent anabolics, and I did the 87 nationals, you know, with just HGH. And um, some diuretics, you know, so a lot of people will check me on that one. Hmm. But I didn't, I was anabolic free. I was. And I was happy with my placing. I placed 11th and I was happy with that. And, uh, but anabolics are uh, something that the industry is still doing. So, Steve, when you went into the gym and you worked your way up, would you ever, you know, I, you know and I, I know a lot of things have evolved since then. You know, we've got super suits and sleeves and things like that. But there was a feeling. When you would, when you would, when you back away, you, did you use red lines for the wraps, or did you just do regular wraps? Or, you know, red lines were kind of getting big, you know. And uh, what, what is red lines? They're, they're they're knee wraps, and I'm not sure knee wraps are the uh, good for your knees. Okay. But because uh, they cause they, cause they froze your knee in place, and I'm not sure that was good. But I mean, it's what help aid it's what helped us aid in lifting, in those days.
1: I used absolutely nothing. So I didn't, you put, on, I didn't it. put on a lifting belt.
0: Well, well, you know that's now that's the cool thing because you know the big thing for us back then was to have a nice belt. I still have my belt. Yes. You know the one I got when I was 17. Do I wish I'd have put on a belt? Uh-huh.
1: Me and this hernia, do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but so, it was. But you're young. You're strong. Coming out of the strength and health gym, yeah. it was. If you got to put all that on, you really can't lift it. <laughs> And that was if you could if you couldn't bench press and just you know it was called naked if yeah, you necked. could not lift it naked ah uh, you can't pick those. I gotta hand you your dumbbells you can't lift those go pick something you can actually pick yeah. up don't
0: wrap it uh,
1: it was and that was the mentality that and then I remember the first time I used a wrist wrap I was done by the first time I used a wrist wrap and I was like oh. Oh, that sucks. It was just like, <laughs> this is so much easier with a wrist wrap on. Oh, I nah. was done. But the, the strength curve was gone. I was in my 40s when I put a wrist wrap on. Uh-huh. The first time I used a pair of sleeves, I was in my 40s, and I was like,
0: One of the, the technology is pretty amazing. Well, you know, it, it is, because some of the best feelings when you're training legs heavy is being able to walk back. And you know, a lot of people will focus on squats with um, leg day. And I'm not sure that's the ultimate quad builder. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a necessary movement. But doggone it with me, my butt would grow, Steve. You know, and, and, and I had no problem in that area anyways. And so then it became hard to fit into clothes. So, so, so uh, Steve, I had to lift during the days where there was no hack press. You know our hack presses were the ones that you had to hold on to at the bottom. You know so, so you would have to hold on to the weight and your wrist would give out before your legs would give out so you know it, it was like we never thought about the shoulder thing and it's funny how that seems obvious nowadays there was no leg presses you so you so you had to the first leg press steve was a well, smith machine. i was
1: going to say you guys laid on down I, I, every time i see that I, I think i like life and that just says life is over like I just, All I see is just tragedy.
0: But, but well, you know, as, as we did it through the Smith machine, then we thought, well, we'll just move our toes out and do calf. Yeah. Just death.
1: That's all I see is death. Like, what, what is that? What's that uh, movie, uh, A Thousand Ways to Die? Or <laughs> or the other one where people were just mysteriously dying in well, the tanning what, what, beds? What it was
0: was, it was, was the first um, 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 Olympic bar on rails. And so everybody's like, Holy smokes, we'll figure out 10 other things that you should never do with this. Basically,
1: you're laying on your back and just putting your feet in the air and putting a bar on your foot. Oh man! And you're looking at it, pushing it up <laughs> off the air while you're looking at the bar. That's scary. Um, got, see? No, <laughs> faces of death, Di- right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. no, no, about Faces <laughs> of death. There is now. no, <laughs> there is no brace
0: in the middle. Yes, no. It's just that's it's, terrifying. Yeah, bingo. <laughs> it, I like life. it, it, <laughs> yeah. it, it was. I, I don't know the original intent for the machine.
1: So they didn't like somebody. It was like they die, I, <laughs> right? But, <laughs> but I don't but, like this person. But <laughs> things
0: kept evolving. Yes. You know from that. You know. And, and I think as you have the hack squat now, nice, and you have the leg press. You I have,
1: the one I want to use that I've never used is the pendulum. What's that? Oh, it's squatting without having, not having to squat. You set it on your shoulders. It's got an arm. And it got two little things, an arm like this? And you're you're coming from an angle like this and you're standing it back up. Oh, wow. Oh, I, lo- I just looking at the thing, I'm like, that looks like a way I could still feel. Feed my ego <laughs> and be like, I got four or five plates on this side again, mom. It just, and it just, like looked, mom. without having to actually put pressure on directs, because we have the, the hip loaded one, and I hate it because all it does is dig into my groin, and I'm just like, I can't stand this stupid thing. But it's another way to get the weight off your back, but it's just the way the belt, the belt squat, I just, it just doesn't work for me. Uh-huh. I don't know if maybe I'm just built. Wrong or something? I just hate it.
0: I, I tried the other day where, they, where you take the um, the the um, where you put the um, the Olympic bar in the little sleeve, and then you try to put it up here and squat. Mm. Hurt my back. You know, I I, I saw somebody do it. And I go, oh, that's interesting. Yeah. And so I went over to try it, and I was like, that's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, I did. I, I honestly, because um, I don't wear a belt anymore. I mean, it's just it's just a negative for me nowadays because I've got my hernias and it just. It, it, there's two of us at risk at 65 i'm just like i you know but i did look at that machine and I went huh my wife no- my wife up, noticed me gimping and she
1: goes what'd you do today I go, when you look up the pendulum you're gonna go oh it, it, you're gonna see your brain's gonna go i bet you i could put some wheels on there
0: oh man and and i, and I shouldn't so so steve <laughs> so steve as 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 you, you got some people out there listening you have to lift heavy you know yes you, you know and you, and people that's a that's a fallacy cuz you're always going to have to lift heavy within your form within the set rep system right i mean well we said it last on the
1: last episode bodybuilding is ugly mm-hmm. it, it it heavy is ugly you have to if you don't make a face while you're doing yeah. legs
0: and a few noises if you haven't gone voluntary
1: to, or if you haven't gone to the bottom and questioned life or whether or not can I come back up without soiling my pants, you haven't squatted yes. right. Oh yeah, there's nothing like going down, going. Oh, that's going. That's an interesting come up.
0: I'll, I'll never forget. I Racking
1: was, uh, and duck walking away.
0: Yeah. Well, I, I was at Gold Gym Venice, and a, <laughs> and a friend of mine went there. We were training about eight and nine o'clock at night, and it was um, dark outside and i know he put 405 on the bar and backed away and the lights went out there was a power outage and i just backed away and i go i don't care what you do now <laughs>
1: good good luck everybody <laughs> all around the gym you heard just weights
0: everybody unloading weight you know <laughs> and, yes. and, and so the power uh didn't come out but i mean it was funny because i just heard the you know it rack and i just said i'm out don't 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 worry about me but i'm saying those are the fun times yes. you know as as, as you do oh, i i i I've, I, I was leaving off that squat is one exercise and we're talking about it. But if you want to develop some wheels, and I think every generation has a few, Tom Platz is the quad father. You know, I think Tom was the original quad father and I still think he's out there, Tom Platz, And I knew Tom Platz, he's a good dude. And in uh, there again, you know, he. Had some amazing quads, but then you had other guys come up. You know, we were talking about my uh, friend, Paul DeMeo, who's died. He was Quadzilla. And nowadays, what are the young guys' names that are coming up with amazing quads?
1: I can't give any of them credit. I got you. I mean, legitimately, I I, I thought rammy was the next guy, uh-huh. um, the next big quad guy, until um, it was about four Olympias back before he started winning. He walked on stage, and you could tell they were just oiled up. Oh, I really have such oils.
0: A, really hurt the sport, hasn't it?
1: it? It's really given me a disdain for most of professional bodybuilding because I like bodybuilding because you go work for it, you build it. Yeah. Now, of course, we take all these different things to build it, so it sounds kind of uh, sacrilegious when I yeah. say I hate certain things or dislike certain things because. It causes these different things like it's just it's ugly to me
0: mm-hmm.
1: it it like you look at most modern bodybuilders, they're all smooth they they don't have that grainy density that's just like like I mean, and I have to blame Ronnie because Ronnie, after his second or third Olympia, he didn't come in grainy anymore. he just came in huge. Just started a new a new look. And the only and the problem, the reason I have to blame Ron is cause nobody could keep up with him. Yeah. That was just a whole special like he walked in and it was I mean, Jay, Jay was the closest thing, but Jay was thirty pounds lighter yeah. than him. People don't realize how much smaller Jay was than Ronnie.
0: You know, I had I, never been to another bodybuilding show, you know, after I got out, just watching the magazine. And it is definitely different when you're there watching. Oh. it. I remember uh, one time my friend Rory Leidelmeyer and I were in um, Reno. And it was a, we were there for a, a convention of stuff. And Roy and I went to the gym and worked out. And there's a few people that can verify the story for me. But Jim Mannion was having an athlete's meeting. And Roy and I just worked out. We came in. And I'm big. But Roy's is 300, 305. He's in a tank top. And Lee happened to be the Lee Haney. And Lee, you probably remember this date. But we walked in there. And we walked into the wrong room. They were having an athlete's meeting. Because they were having the uh, um, USA um, the next day. And Roy was just this... Man, monster, and um, uh, Lee was there, and everybody said, "Hey, Lee, stand next to Roy." (laughs) (laughs) And there again, Lee was out of season, and so Roy. After a few people asked him to stand next to Roy, he's like, "I'm not effing standing next to Roy," you know. But I'm just saying. But it was it was just our version, you know. You're just talking, uh, you know, Roy at you know six one three oh five, and just looked amazing and then Lee was out of, sh- and not not in contest shape so so that's 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 being relative so when you're talking about these guys and uh Jay Cutler's 30 40 pounds lighter than big Ron. Ronnie, yeah I mean that's, yeah. That's, that's, that's the, the
1: oil is the only way anybody could keep up with Ronnie that, that was the truth and then um, it just just uh, I think the greatest bodybuilder to me that ever got robbed and there's a lot of great ones that yeah. got robbed I think Kai.
0: I agree with you. I, I honestly, I was, I was mesmerized by his physique. Oh my goodness! Did you ever get to see him in person? No, no, I never did.
1: I have, I've bodybuilding. I've loved it, watched it, been to all these different things. That is the only person that walked out on the stage, and I stopped watching the show. Mm. Like legitimately stopped watching the show. He was standing off to the side. I just, I was fixated on his body, where I was just like wow and i i i just think that was that is one gentleman that should have had at least you, one
0: you know i respect him because um he quit competing on his own terms you know you know what was it a couple times he felt like maybe he was placed a little lower than he should have been and just says i'm tapping out you know, it was, which, and, uh, I, and, I, and I think he did a great job going on to some acting stuff.
1: From what I'm, I'm, I, you you probably know more than me, but from what mm-hmm. he has said, they were going to charge him for a booth, and they were giving Phil the booth for free. And he's like, I put just as many people in the seats as he does, yes. right. and pretty much he was saying, you know, I've won, so I deserve a booth just like he deserves the booth. And they said no, and he's
0: like well, You know, Steve, we talked so, about bodybuilding so many times and we're just going to, I'm going to say it and you know, you can disagree with me out there if you want to. But it's all about the day and the time and the luck of coming in shape for the, you know, the victory and the loss. It really is. I remember when they told us the first time we were going to compete in a two day show. I was like, what? We got to stay in shape two days. And I was like, That's impossible. I go, if I'm going to hit my peak. You I'm, guys I'm, have I'm to... lucky if I can take a blindfold and hit it, you know. That two days, you kind of have to pick a good day and yeah. a bad day, well, correct? if you, if you want to win the class, you got to be looking great. But if you want to win the overall, you know, you got to be looking good. So if you're going to win and not be 100%, you, 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 <laughs> there's you got to be some not as good competitors with you. Yes. and if you're going to win less than 100, and then if you come back the next day to be in as good a shape, there again, if if we go back to the 82, I can't imagine peaking for forty eight hours in the amateur ranks, and there again, amateur to pro is just a matter of um, semantics. But I know the eighty two nationals, Roy and um, Bobby Paris. They they go back and forth, and my friend uh, Mike Christian was in that one. But Bobby looked better on the first day. Roy looked better on the second, and 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 I can't complain. I've looked at Roy in the face and said, "Hey, dude, you nailed it second day." But second day wasn't the show. <laughs> Bobby won the class after the first day, and won the overall with the shape that he was in. The second day, you know, so many people complain, but that's the, what you get from a two-day show. Yep. And I don't know how the guys stay in the shape for that. I don't know. Yep. I, I don't know how they do it. I mean, kudos to you guys. Tommy couldn't do it. That's, I like
1: food too much. Huh?
0: <laughs> I tell you, I'm the uh, I'm the underachieving Mr. California. <laughs> I, I I will carry that title to the grave. <laughs> So it is. So we're going to come back and do another show on um, lifting and well, legs. Well, th-
1: th- that's just the way it should be. Another show on legs. I mean, yeah. legs shouldn't be done on one day. Well, well that's or, the next question or, that we're s-
2: going to open up the next show with. I was going
1: to say maybe we should save that
0: for part two. huh? Yes, that is. Yeah. Well, well, that's, you, that's we, our cliffhanger. We, well, well, oh. Would you agree that you know, and and I I come from an era where legs, you know. <laughs> If you had, legs were just coming on. We know Arnold's era was always getting knocked for it. Those guys had great quads, but they had lousy hams. Bingo. So we'll talk about that on the next show. Yes, sir.
2: All right. Thanks for watching, guys. Yep.